<laughs> Welcome back to Fucking Brave, the podcast. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> What you drinking tonight, Michaela Jean? I'm drinking a it's sort of a cosmopolitan, but we didn't have triple sex, so it has orange juice, orange juice, and uh, put a little ginger beer in it to sweeten it up. Yeah, because it was very tart. Oh. And then I also have some water. I'm drinking a mocktail, even though we're not dry anymore, because I want a little nightcap before I go to bed. <laughs> Slowly easing back into the drinking, so taking it a little easy on my liver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the, from before, the cranberry juice with lime and seltzer water and ginger beer. Yeah. Just a quick update on the drinking thing. We just started drinking again yesterday, yeah? Yeah, after five weeks off. Yeah. Um, we should do a little bonus update. We should, yeah. Uh, anyways, tonight... We are talking about expectations. And I think that this is a long conversation that we're going to divide into two parts. The first is going to be on setting expectations. And then the second part is going to be on shifting expectations. Oh, I fucking hate shifting expectations. Yeah. So. But we thought we'd break it down just because there's a lot we'd like to cover. This is a podcast that I think has been a long time coming. Kimmy was joking that we needed to have more than six listeners. <laughs> Before we had our expectations podcast, this is something that, I don't know, I think it's like a critical part of our lives. It's We talk about a lot, yeah. A lot. And with Lincoln, too, yeah. frequently. So, And I think breaking it up into those two chunks is just going to make it more digestible for you guys and also allow us to cover everything well, the, that we want to talk about. Yeah, talk a little bit more in depth. Yeah. So. Setting expectations. What do we mean by that, Kayla? Mm, I think it just means that. I think it's kind of self-explanatory of like setting expectations before something happens or an event occurs. I feel like is maybe. Yeah, I would say that that's probably the primary primary way in which we use that. Or um, even setting expectations during an event when you realize that like expectations need are, are not there or they're not matching i would say that sometimes for me communicating expectations or setting expectations also has to do with um it's a way that i can ask for what i need mm -hmm. um i think about one of the ways that my therapist um okay let me backtrack one of the things that i have a really hard time with is when we go to leave somewhere and I'm ready to go. And I look at Michaela and I'm like, sweet, let's go. Kimmy will just like walk out of somewhere when she's done. Totally leave. Michaela is. I have to say bye to everybody. Born and bred mid Midwesterner. <laughs> Takes her an hour and a half to exit a party that we've been at for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so one of the things that my therapist suggested that Michaela and I do is that we set a time that we're going to leave before we go to the party. And this has actually been something I feel like that's been really helpful and we've shorthanded it significantly since then. 
but we'll talk about things like, hey, I'll, I'll say, because I'm the one that runs out of capacity in a social situation first. So I'll say things like, hey, I feel anxious about this party or um, I don't want to stay very long. When do you think that would be a reasonable time for us to leave? Mm-hmm. And we can have that conversation. And then sometimes we stick to it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we check in and we're like, oh, we're both having a great time. Let's check in in 20 minutes as to whether or not we're going to leave. And I feel like that just that conversation ahead of time lets me say, hey, I need you to be on my team when I'm out of capacity and I want to leave. I think it's also created a safe space for you to feel like you can ask for what you need. And it's also given me language to present you that opportunity to ask for what you need. Because I don't think that, like, I'm not the one who needs to leave necessarily. And so I don't think about what it must feel like to be in that situation. And I don't think I'm always good about, like, at least before we had this shorthand and this language, but I don't think I was good about realizing that that was an expectation that needed to be set. So I didn't create the space for that to happen. Right. And we would just fight. Yeah. And now it's like, I know before we go somewhere to have that conversation and to create that space for you to say what you're. And sometimes it's, there's no need. Like sometimes it's, we'll just leave whenever we leave. Yeah. We depends on the situation. And I think it's easy, you know, when you're fighting every time and then you like have, you know, you've kind of come up with a script almost, and then you can start to find the in between. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I guess I think that setting expectations, I know for myself is really hard and I don't do a good job of it still to this day. I think that you do a much better job setting expectations than I do. And I think for me, when you give me that space to set expectations, I sometimes don't even realize that I like need that space. Yeah, absolutely. When we have those conversations before we go to do something or think about like events, like if we talk about like Valentine's Day, what are your expectations for Valentine's Day, you know, and asking that question, um, me asking you that question gives you the space to be like, oh, I didn't realize that maybe I had expectations around Valentine's Day or I don't have any. And then I know where you're at because you've, you've communicated that very clearly to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that you and I have gotten a lot better at over the over the years about having those conversations of what are your expectations? What are your what are your needs? What Yeah. What about outside of us? Like setting expectations outside of our relationship? Um I would say that that's something that I've only gotten good at or really put into practice in the last year. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that doesn't have to do somewhat with my anxiety being a bit more heightened too. But I have found, well, there's one really great example. We had a friend who was visiting here on Maui and uh, they wanted to go to the beach for us to watch us kite and maybe learn to kite, fly a kite, not learn to kite. And I sent her a text because I was worried. I was worried that we were going to go up there and they would think that kiting would be a lot easier than it was or that 
we were going to go to the beach for like an hour and a half, two hours. And like when we go to the beach to kite, generally speaking, we are, we are there. That's what we do with our day. We don't go anywhere. It's like four or five hours later. Yeah. And so I just sent a text and I was like, hey, just to let you know, when we go to the beach to kite, this is what it looks like. We plan on being there from this time to this time. If the wind is good, if the wind isn't good, we may leave sooner. But like, just know that it could be a long day. And this is what learning to kite would look like. We can't guarantee that it will happen because it's condition dependent. But just giving you all of the scenarios. And the amount of anxiety that that released from having that communication. And then my friend being able to say, yes, I'm in. No, I'm out. Or here or what I what I need around that. You know, she was like, yeah, that sounds great. But at least then she knew what was going to happen. And I think it prevents you two from sitting there being worried about like worried that she may want to leave when like that may not even be true or yeah I mean that like you said expectations like you you were clear about it and communicated it and then if things exceed expectations great (laughs) but at least the baseline expectation has been set yeah I think one of the things about setting expectations, too, though, is that then you have to, like, trust the other person mm-hmm. a lot to that they that the words that they're using mean what they say. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, I mean, that's something like our relationship is a good example that like the first time we tried to set expectations about going to an event, you you like had a really hard time believing me. Mm-hmm. You were like, I don't believe you that that's going to happen. And you and you had to believe me because that's what we were doing. And and you had to allow me that opportunity to meet those expectations. Yeah. Um, so I think there's that definitely. It, it takes a, a tremendous amount of trust in, in the other person that they're, see what they mean, or that they're honest with you. And then letting it go. I think you've had to do a lot of that with me. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, what are your expectations? What are your needs? And I'm like, this is it. And you're like, but I'm still going to worry about it and fret. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, knock it off, Michaela. I told you where I'm at. Just let it be. Yeah. I think one of the places I have a hard time with is, is like having that conversation up front is really uncomfortable for me. Like oh. approaching somebody and being like deeply hey, these are my expectations of this situation. That's really hard for me. I don't know why, but it definitely feels good on the other side, but, like, typing that text or trying to figure out how to have that conversation is is definitely really challenging for me and, and deeply uncomfortable. And What's your worry? Uh, I think my worry, well, I don't know. That's a really good question. I want to say that I think my worry is that, I, I don't know, I almost want to say, like, I'm worried about denial. Where they're like, no, I don't want to come, or no, I don't want to do that, or... Yeah, like, I think, like, in, like, deep in my bones, and it's probably a trauma response from, like, my high school days. Probably. But I think that I am a people pleaser, almost to a fault, right? Like... 
I want to try to make everybody happy. And so I feel like if I set my expectations and state my needs, that there's no way that's going to be what the other person wants. And then, and then there's going to be like a, a denial in there. Right. Absolutely. I could see where that would be really scary. Versus just like doing the thing and sort of making it up as we go and trying to like please whatever the other person seems that they want, which doesn't make sense either, but... Right, you just play a guessing game. Yeah. No, I understand where that comes from. It doesn't make sense logically when you say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Because definitely setting the expectations and having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I don't think that this is a conversation that you have, that even we have frequently I would say that we probably do it as a couple, a couple of times a week. Definitely when we go to the beach to kite every <laughs> single time. Um, definitely on the weekends when we are all at home together, we have those conversations. But with friends, I don't feel like it happens very often. So we haven't really lived in a world where there's been a lot of friends. because Since we've gotten better at this. When like COVID, I mean, there's just not. Yeah, no, since you and I have been doing this, it definitely has not been a lot of that. I feel scared, too, to send those texts. Like, I feel um, pushy and maybe even a little, like, bossy. Or just maybe, like, unnecessarily type A. Like, why are you so organized and, like... Why are you worried about this now? We'll just figure it out later. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of beauty to, like, letting things evolve as they naturally do. I think something that I find interesting, kind of, like, when expectations have been set as we've gotten better about this, is that nobody ever seems upset about there being expectations that have been communicated communicated yeah that's a good word yeah yeah no I I would definitely agree with that I feel like as we've done this more and more with people it's always been well received we've we've actually gotten pretty good about it about uh with people who come and visit us here on island um because we live in a tiny space we live busy lives I'm not particularly (laughs) mentally sound right now but And so it just helps to have those conversations early. Um, What's your worry with setting expectations? Do you have one? I think I said that, that I feel pushy or bossy. Right, right. And then I guess my other question that I just thought of was... uh, We... Oh, oh, go ahead. uh, Have you ever had a negative outcome from setting expectations? Um, I don't think I've necessarily had... A negative outcome? Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but I know that particularly with my family, there's a lot of, I've, I've always had a lot of pushback to, um, that, that Kimmy's controlling, you know? So I could see how maybe trying to set expectations with my family would be difficult because I would be seen as controlling. Interesting. Instead of, you know, someone who's flexible and goes with the flow. And I am that to a large degree. But there's just some things that I feel like it's a lot easier to have those conversations up front rather than spend time and energy guessing with people. 
What are some tools that you can think of to help people set expectations? I don't know. I wish I had some other than just practice it. Because it's not like we've learned this from a book. I feel like we've learned this from therapy. Yeah, I think there's a bit of, like, your nonviolent communication. Oh, yeah, I guess it would definitely involve parts of nonviolent communication. Have we talked about that on here yet? I don't think so. Do you want to give the shorthand? So the shorthand of nonviolent communication is it's a way to communicate with people that is you-centric and is, is relatively disarming which is great. Um, It has four components. You state what happened. You state your feelings. Your feelings have to be without judgment. You state your needs, and then you make a request. And this is more the the last part of, like, state your feelings, state your needs, make a request is is pretty much expectation setting. Like, hey, we're going to go do this thing. I guess that's a fact. Like, we're going to go to the beach. I feel worried that we're going to get into a fight because I'm going to want to leave and you're going to want to stay. I need to make a plan around when you're comfortable leaving or we need to take two cars. What do you think? And it's, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend nonviolent communication. If you haven't read it, I know that there's some people who like have adopted it to a, a militant level and it can be, I know there are people who have had negative experiences with it, so if that's you, I'm sorry. But for me, it's been nothing but positive in that capacity. And interestingly enough, NVC is something we use a lot with Link, um, particularly for expectation setting. Yeah. Like, we set expectations with Link early and often of like, hey, buddy, here's how the day is going to go. We're going to do X, Y, Z. Um, do you have any questions or concerns about that? We'll even state, like, I feel worried if you don't get, you know, these things done before we do X, Y, Z, then you won't get your tech. So, yeah. How can we make a plan for you to get your things done before we do these things so you can get your needs met today, too? Yeah. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of communicating expectations. I do think it gets easier almost like learning a language. Mm-hmm. Like the more you practice it, the better you get. I'm sure people think that I'm uptight or controlling or bossy by communicating expectations. But I, it's just something that helps so much. It, it just helps prevent so many fights and miscommunications. And, and I think, oh, I, I didn't realize this. I think it's mostly... Setting expectations for me is mostly things that I do around relationships that are really important to me. Hmm. I don't necessarily do it with, like, anybody, but, yeah. Right, don't you think? Um, I do think so. Oddly enough, one of the places that I find myself setting expectations early and often is when I teach. I was going to say, your students, your kiteboarding students. Yeah, like, the very, very first thing I do with kiteboarding students is ask what their expectations are for the lesson to see if they have any like preconceived ideas of what the lesson is going to look like. I often have to shoot down their (laughs) expectations and then I set expectations and I'm like, this is what our day looks like. Or maybe you don't have people coming back to the van saying, but I was going to write a board today. Yeah, because the expectations were set. And I've, I've had some people where I've, 
done it and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. You're like, great, great. Like, let's get you a refund. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But that, like, the expectation is there. And if that's not, like, if that doesn't meet, you know, if when I set the expectation, if it doesn't meet their expectations, it gives them the opportunity to either shift them, which is something we'll talk about in the next episode, or it gives them the opportunity to, like, opt out. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, expectations are a kindness. Mm, I would agree with that. And I think that that's why I think that particularly with your students, like you want them to have a good time. You don't want them to be disappointed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's a kindness to them to explain what's going to happen. When I think about like with you or with Lincoln or with close friends, like it's people that I genuinely love and I like, I want to have a good day. And if I just do this little bit of work on the front end, mm-hmm. it's going to go so much better. Well, I think it's funny is that it's easier for me, I think, to set expectations with students because they do have the opportunity to opt out. And for me, it doesn't like it's no sweat <laughs> off my back versus expectations of people that I love where I where I have more anxiety around it because if you like opt out then you don't want to hang out with me yeah that's super interesting I just realized that like I'm really good at setting expectations with people I don't know yeah I think you're good at setting expectations I think that you don't always realize that there's an opportunity to set expectations yeah maybe I have to, I just have to use it a lot because of my anxiety. For sure, yeah. It helps me out a lot. Yeah, and um, it's good to have tools to manage that. Um, well, lovely listeners, all six of you. <laughs> How do you ex- set expectations? What do you do? Um, do you do this at all? Is this, like, novel? Is it... Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just really curious if anybody else does this. Consciously. Or if you don't, try it out. Yeah. Try setting expectations. Yeah. For, I don't know, whatever, like for your walk to the park tomorrow. For your kiddos, for anything. How your weekend day is going to go. Yeah. It definitely, I I think it definitely helps us all around. It helps us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a scary thing to do, which makes it brave to do. Fucking brave. Hey. So, love you all. Stay, wait, stay fucking brave. That that doesn't Stay wild. Oops. (laughs) Stay wild. Set your expectations appropriately. And fucking brave. (laughs)